Guys, uh, welcome to Three's a Podcast. Uh, this is your, this is I guess your host for the night, Evan Rada. I'm here with Mr. Pulaski and the James. Tonight we're going to be talking about self-reflection, uh, the foundation to self-improvement. Uh, well, you know, while it is a simple concept, I think you'll find that uh, it it is really just what is really the first step to finding your. Uh, your own flaws and your own goals in life. So, uh, James, how are we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, I do have. Go ahead, Matt. Well, if you don't mind, I think I have a good way to start this off, which is uh, a question, kind of. Uh, me and uh, me and uh, the James before before starting the podcast, we're kind of watching through some YouTube videos. He had he had tried to see he tried to find uh, a, some TED talks. Uh, based on self-reflection and we watched two of them and both of them were completely different like definitions of self-reflection used in different ways so it's kind of interesting i didn't think it was that it could differ that much but what what would you consider real self-reflection to be even though it seems self-evident well i view it actually as a very broad topic um i think what is what is generally uh, assumed when you go look inward for self-reflection is when you are looking at the reason uh, the reason you have certain tendencies or what your, your personal flaws are and how you can improve them. Um, and it can also be used for somebody that has uh, certain desires in life or certain goals. And what is stopping them from getting to, to those goals, or what can help them get there faster? Uh, what are you know your strengths and your weaknesses? Uh, uh, I, I view it also as a, a way to develop what I call self predictability, which is basically you being able to know yourself well enough to know what uh, future actions or consequences for yourself will be if you. Uh, if, if you decide to pursue a, I guess, a, a certain behavior, or why uh, you keep finding you keep finding yourself at the end of a harmful pattern, you know, what starts it? So I, I think those are the two most important reasons for self-reflection. Um, you could also argue that it it, it is a um, Uh, there's a uh, well. I, I guess I, I use the uh, uh, the old proverb: um, mm-hmm. the the foolish man, uh, you know, mocks you know, mocks the man that rebukes him, and the wise man rejoices at rebuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, well, I personally think that's misinterpreted. I think it's more of the wise man having the self reflection to understand why he's being called on his shit and. Mm-hmm. Deciding, you know, you know, looking in where saying, okay, where am I going wrong? Yeah. You know, you know, why did this person call me out? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I think anybody that has stumbled on this podcast, um, you know, somebody that's not a regular listener, I, I would say that you don't totally lack self-reflection if you're wondering if you have it because you've self-reflected enough to want to listen to this. So. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it kind of blows your mind, doesn't it? But anyway, anyway, the uh, 
But I, I've noticed a real issue um, in our culture of people that actually just completely lack self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I find it very irritating because they're, you know, you walk the world and you see those people that are stuck in life or, you know, they're stuck in the same place from the time they're 18 to the time they're in their 50s. Yeah. You know? They never improve anything in their lives and they never stop to think why they can't do it or they blame everybody else. They never look inward to see what the flaw is or what the behavior is that's keeping them stuck there. Right, yeah. You know, so I I place a very heavy importance because, uh, you know, just about any of the subjects I've talked about in the past uh, on this podcast, what, you know, is rooted in the ability to self-reflect, you know, to be able to understand um, you know, even when I went back to law of attraction, uh, right. self-reflection plays a huge part in that because you have to understand uh, what you want and why you want it. Absolutely, yeah. In order to, you know, in order to be able to manifest, but mm. that's one. You know, that's just one aspect of it. Um, right. You know, the inability to self-reflect harms your ability to have decent relationships. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they go from relationship to relationship with it all going in the same pattern and ending the same way. And yeah. they, a lot of times don't stop to look at a behavior that they are engaging in that's causing it, but would right. rather blame it on the same, you know, blame it on each different person that they go through. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. know, you know, all, all women just want my money or all guys are douchebags. That's Yeah, yeah. That that's something that um, I've seen um, with some of the people that I've worked at McDonald's, and then uh, personally, I, I I have a friend who is like that, and she gets herself in the same situation over and over. And you know, um, I think she's like almost thirty, and and I've I've often wondered why you know she can't see that she's still stuck in the same situation or saying the same thing about the same you know. Different guy, but you know, same traits of, uh, you know, the the last guy that you know she ended up breaking up with or whatever. But um, I think it's really important uh, to understand why you're at where you're at and where to change, or uh, yeah, what to change. I guess to end up changing, you know, how you go forward, or you know. Well, you know, yeah, I I think that is one of the most common, uh, one of the most obvious and common ones that we see is uh, in relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there could be any number of factors for why that pattern, you know, a certain pattern like that persists. Right. But you have, you know, it all starts with your willingness to self-reflect and learning how to do that. Mm -hmm. You know? um, Right. And that's, you know, I've, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I've studied enough self-improvement things over the years to know the importance of something like Mm -hmm. Um, self-reflection. I don't, it's not entirely a learned skill, but it's something that can be practiced. Right. Yeah. Um, At a certain point, you have to learn. If you don't have it, you have to learn you don't have it. And there has, you know, I think there's a lot of people that do it uh, very naturally. Mm Yeah. you know, just about every uh, religion or spiritual practice requires self-reflection to, you know, improve, you know, to go through that, whatever their process of self-improvement is. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever, you know, their their process of, you know, I guess you'd call it their their spiritual fulfillment. Right. Um, I you know, I'd say the two main players being uh, Jesus and the Buddha. When you when we go to the actual central figures of religions, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't feel you see it as much, you know. Well, I'm not going to get to theology debate, but I, I think yeah. most other religions besides those two don't do it as much. I know Judaism, though, there's a good amount of self-reflection, and Hindu, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's almost kind of the way of the sage when you take it to an extreme. Yeah. Um, that's you. Know, that's what you see a lot of your monks doing. Is that's why they're meditating for so many hours a day. Is they're really trying to connect internally to be able to. I guess understand life in general and understand themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, kind of interesting because you talking about the religious aspect. Um, you know, uh, not not necessarily diving into that, but if you think about really religion as a whole, um, different. You know, it's different cultures. Kind of over time, the collective of people kind of coming up with you know, these concepts of, of what an ideal is, and maybe that ideal is Jesus or maybe it's Buddha or whatever, mm-hmm. but it is true that those, those, I guess those figures per specifically just because they, they, they were, te- they were direct teachers and they did teach directly about self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but either way with it, with any, uh, religious form, it seems like it does. I mean, prayer and meditation, um, and I guess meditation doesn't even need to be religious, but, yeah. are generally kind of self self uh, reflection in a way mm-hmm. um, i think they they yeah. to be like taught that i mean i think of uh, coming from a coming from a christian background i i i um but also um you know i'm uh, not getting into specifics but but i always saw prayer as sort of a meditation and i always saw that sort of meditation as self-reflection a large part of it for me being self-reflection because if you're thinking okay i i I don't i'm there's this is some way that i'm sinning and i'm separating from god or if you want to put it in a more broad uh, you know hippy dippy scheme say i'm separating myself from the highest ideal of what a good person should be then you have to be able to look at yourself and be like, okay, well then I have to be able to identify when I'm, when I'm sinning and when I'm separating myself from God. Like I said, I'm not trying to make this necessarily religious, but I think it can cross to any really belief system in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I would say nearly any moral or spiritual belief system. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there, of course there are some, there are some belief systems where, it is it, rather than self-reflect. It is about just shutting up and accepting what you're told, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it, there you know other fi- you know there's other figures I would say you know would you could say you know more modern follow you know a deep process of self-reflection. You'd have Gandhi. Yeah. You'd have uh, figures like Martin Luther King, or mm-hmm. you know, and you know more you know even if you if you take it even more recent you can go with um billy graham you know so it, you know I'm, I'm trying to keep it as broad as you know as broad religiously as possible but I, I also have a christian background so that's those are the figures i know mainly but 
Um, the, you look at some of the greatest uh, agents, agents of change in history, and they were all very self-reflective people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've noticed it. You know, self-reflection tends to just yield a much higher level of intelligence. Um, it allows you, you know, it allows you to increase your intelligence and your learning because you know what you don't know. Right. You know, pe- people that lack self-reflection don't know what they don't. They assume they know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, it's something that I, you know, I personally encounter every day, and I'm sure you probably do too. Where it's like, you know, that it is, you know, a very high-strung person that is. Know, a complete fool and they make a, every day they make a complete fool of themselves and they think they're the greatest you know walks the earth and whereas and you go to the other extreme where you have some practices uh, self-reflection to, you know almost to the point of detriment right and they take it to the point where well, I'm the most terrible thing on the earth you know everything is pointless you know so they see a total lack of significance in themselves right you know so, you know, I think the healthy place is definitely somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no happiness in life if you, you know, view yourself as a terrible, insignificant, you know, right. I, I guess you, you know, terrible, insignificant object in the universe. But, mm-hmm. you know, your happiness is, you know, is blind and you hurt other people when you go to the other end, you think you're the greatest thing on earth. Never stop, to, you know, ever think or reflect on anything you know which is you know really where i you know i see the importance of how much you hurt you know other people around you when you don't take the time to self-reflect yeah you know um there's I, i just feel like you know there's too many people in the world that are out there blaming everybody else for all their problems mm-hmm you know, and then they wait until they're in their 40s or 50s before they realize, you know, their own issues. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, you know, I wasted my entire youth blaming everybody else and living a crappy life. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's an, also an important skill to teach to your children at a very young age. Right. Well, the, the younger you can introduce self-reflection, the better off they'll be as far as their development and their ability to just I would say improve themselves mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I grew up kind of in an environment where it seemed as if self-improvement was just the key to you know I, I saw that as the key to everything yeah and my parents were, were both or my, my mother in particular were very self-reflective people mm-hmm and I think I just picked up on it because it was never, it never felt like a formal lesson. It was just me kind of copying what I was seeing. Right, right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I did, I do have an advantage there, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I try my best when, I, you know, some of the people that I find myself mentoring is I try to give them, yeah, but you have, you know, I'm basically instead of, being like try self-reflecting i just you know you ask a person certain questions mm-hmm. and they'll start you know and it kind of starts to make them think you know it's like well you know what if it you know wasn't that person's fault that this happened you know 
you know, what other, you know, what choices did you make that led up to this? Yeah. You know, because there's, you know, some people that are in just, you know, horrible situations. Like, um, you have situations where you have a, you know, you know, uh, someone between the, you know, women between the ages of 16 and 24. Right. That have been, you know, raped seven, eight times, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are by different people. Right. And while it's horrible and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to blame the victim. There is a point where you have to say, well, what environment were you in? What kind of people do you hang around? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, because there is a point where you acknowledge that you're opening yourself up to being victimized in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can you can see. Uh, I mean, in a in a a male example of this, and the reason I say male is because it's dominant predominantly male. Is uh, uh, I, I you, we all know that those guy the guys who are in and out of jail, mm-hmm. and they always they always have the like oh i was at the wrong place at the wrong time and it's like that can be true you know we all we all saw holes we saw yeah. what happened to uh shia labeouf when when uh you know they thought he stole that pair of shoes but yeah that's that's one in a million it seems like most of the time um you were at the wrong place at the wrong time but you have to stop and go whose fault was that mm-hmm. i mean I, I remember my cousin well maybe i should <laughs> maybe i should talk about <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I just, I've known people in my life who, uh, who always, it's like, they always have this excuse. It's always everyone. It's always the universe's fault. You know, it's always everyone else's fault. And I, I, I can, I can give a little credit to that in the sense that you don't necessarily get to choose where you're born and who your parents are. And that can factor in that sort of thing a lot that can factor into your environment. Right. But a certain point where you got to go, okay, if I have to be worried all the time that I'm going to get in trouble, you know, with the law. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm going to be worried that one of my friends might, you know, stab me in the back, uh, figuratively or literally. Right. And you got to start questioning, like, okay, well, wh- what are you doing? Where are you at? Uh, who are the, like you said, who are the people you hang out with? I mean, you, this can apply to almost anyone. Um, and I do see that as a common thread. Sometimes I do the common thing I see with people who aren't very self-reflective is that they are looking for something to blame, and it's it's anything other than them. Right. Yeah. Well. Well, you know, you hear the question a lot. Um, you know, you can interchange uh, God or the universe. It's like, why does uh, why does God always do this to me? Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, why me? And and it's like, well, what what was the series of decisions that led up to this? You know, because mm-hmm. that that for me is that's something that I try to sit back and look at whatever I've gone down just you know my life has become a total shit show yeah it's like okay what what got me to this point and how do I get out of it because mm-hmm. I think everybody has that period in their life where they've made a series of really bad decisions mm-hmm. ended yeah. up in a fairly bad place oh yeah, yeah. you know you know maybe maybe it wasn't prison or it wasn't you know in ISIS camp, you know mm-hmm. an ISIS camp for you know I don't even I, I'm just gonna say uh, camp for ISIS, but um, uh-huh. it's been a long day. But um, you know, there's a point where you're just like, "Wow, how did I get here?" Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can say just so that we're not, sh- you know, shitting on uh, everyone and acting like uh, we're high and mighty. I, mean, I can think of a specific example where self-reflection has improved me in a, in a sense. We, I don't know why we always end up talking about. Uh, I feel like we talk about relationships a lot on here, but yeah. I think it always ties together. But no, I, 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 I'm, I know now, um, and it took me a while to to figure this out. It's like. We, you, we all know the situation where there's a girl, you, you know, there's like a, a cute girl or something, someone you're attracted to. And then, but you know, you probably shouldn't, you know, it's probably not a good idea to actually like get involved with them in any way. Right. But, and maybe this is just one of those things where you're thinking with your peener or something, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I got you. But, 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 uh, I just remember getting to a point where I, I, I understood myself. And the reason I'm thinking of this uh, is because Evan mentioned earlier being able to figure out the steps that got you to where it's at. Sometimes it's not always having the, sometimes it's, it's, if you, if you can understand where things go wrong and then that step. So I get to speaking specifically like that of like girls, like, Oh, you probably shouldn't get involved with this person you're talking to. Right. Um, I just got to a point where it's like, it's, it's a lot easier to not start the conversation at all because I know what happens after I start it. Yeah. So, and that took a while of self-reflection to realize, okay, I know what path this happens now. It's going to get down to a path to a certain point where, I, you know, it's just going to be a disaster and it's going to be money. It's going to be hard to get out of mm-hmm. um, as opposed to being able to stop here where it's like, I don't talk, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to start the conversation. Um, right. maybe, that, maybe that's a bad example because I'm, I'm big, but, uh, but I, I'm just trying to say like, there, once you've been through a certain situation enough time, and that's a real minor example. Once you've been through a situation enough times, it really can be an incredible tool to just, just stop and look through all the steps. Like, where am I going? Maybe even recognizing patterns. I think that's, that's me. If I start recognizing similar patterns and then when you start seeing that pattern come up in the future, you're like, okay, it's time to, time to turn back. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just like, you know, with an alcoholic, it's relapsed multiple times. You know, it's like, I shouldn't probably have this beer at this party. Because every right. time I do this, I black out. Right. End up, you know, and wake up in a jail cell, and then I spend the next six months drunk. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, and so sometimes the best thing to do is to just not take that first step and be like, okay, right. I think that I think I can stop or I won't get, take it to this point. It's like, well, if you have a serious issue with this area of your life, mm-hmm. don't even take the first step. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's don't, don't tempt <laughs> fate. And that's where, I mean, that's, that's where after self-reflecting, you know, this is almost post self-reflecting where it's like, okay, you already know you self, you, you reflected enough on yourself to understand what happens when you have nine beers, three shots and half a joint. Um, Right. But, but, but it is true that I really think that's an important thing is it's so much easier to say no to the first beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the first shot than it is to say it to the ninth beer you know it's like at, right. at a certain it's just gonna get harder so yeah um, <laughs> yeah it is yeah so yeah or you know uh, you're dealing with that ex that you've gotten back together with four or five times like well we're only gonna take the relationship to this point and if this happens again we're just gonna break up and mm. then you don't yeah 
you know, it'd be the exact same disaster takes place. And then, and that, that's that thing where the, you know, the ex-girlfriend, uh, messages you or, or something or calls you and they're lonely mm-hmm. and you're, and it's like, that's when you, that's when you, uh, you put the phone down, you don't reply or whatever. Um, yeah. because you're going to end up in some st- stupid situation yeah that's that's an interesting one is the one the 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 guy the guy the guy in relationship where it's like they break up like mm-hmm. eight times over the course of three years and uh yeah. it's like at a certain point you should probably i mean that's 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 where that's that's in they really need some self-reflection in that situation mm-hmm. yeah well it's like that song from the offspring you know <laughs> Yeah, where you know she's she's showing up at two three in the morning, and he's like, whatever. And he goes ahead and sleeps with her, and he keeps going through the same, oh, you know, process over and over again. Yeah, you know, that's maybe part of why people avoid self reflection is because you know f- familiarity is what people like. I mean, you know, we're ta- we talked to maybe. Uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Maybe it's controversial. But I'm just kind of stating the facts here. Is it's pretty well known in in, in psychology that uh, if if a if if a usually women, but I mean it could be men too. But usually, basically, people who have been victims from a young age continue to be victims. Right. And I'm not saying that they're actively trying to do that. It's more passive, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, but you know, the thing, it's like, it's like most of the time, if a woman has been raped, yeah. uh, ask them about it. They, uh, you, it's like, there's a good chance they've been raped before and there's a good chance they were molested at a young age. And it's this thing where, but the thing is that kind of chaos and that kind of hurt, if you're born into that, if that's your family, you're so comfortable with that, that yeah. even if you know, maybe you, maybe you also subconsciously are, are purposely not self-reflecting because there is some kind of subconscious thing, mm-hmm. you know, and this is with anyone, I'm not just talking about, you know, women or victims right. or anything. And that's a touchy subject. Uh, like I said, obviously, obviously it's, it's no never that, that person's fault in that situation, mm-hmm. but, uh, just recognizing these patterns of behavior Mm-hmm. They come from somewhere, and maybe people don't want to recognize those patterns because maybe, you know, you have a good ex- you you're getting the chaos that you don't even know you want, and and then you have this great excuse saying, "Man, my life just sucks, and the universe hates me." You yeah, know, it ends up excuse, but um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, but. No, you're good. Well, and it, it can cause a lot of emotional turmoil when you self-reflect depending on how bad the situation is or how bad the pattern is Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of it requires you to own up to what part of it is your fault and that can be very difficult for Mm -hmm. some people just be like oh well it's you know and i think you know there's a lot of uh you know as opposed to people that uh, blame everybody else around them, there's a lot of the opposite when you deal with somebody that, has, that uh, deals with suicide. You know, they go suicidal and they're blaming themselves for a bunch of stuff that is completely unrelated to them or 
dings the other, you know, I can even say other people that kept hurting them over and over again. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they didn't reflect enough to get out of the situation. They blamed themselves for everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it really can go both ways. Um, but when you have some, but when, when you're in that situation where you're, um, you know, you're going through a divorce mm-hmm. or, you know, you bail on your kids and your kids hate you or, yeah. And you have to sit down and you have to stop and own up to yourself, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, own up to everything that you've done and look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, okay, I have to make a conscious decision not to be this person anymore. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit all this stuff to myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I mean, of course, you know, the next step has to be self-forgiveness at some point. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, you know, it's easier to just shove things down than it is to admit to things. Yeah. You know, I would say 100% of the time it is always easier to not admit to something mm-hmm. and to just continue doing just whatever it is that is hurting you or hurting other people. Right. Yeah. Um. I know in my uh, my own life, you know, with uh, you know where I'm at, like at McDonald's and, and continuing to work there, that's that's definitely something I'm having to having to you know continue to to do, um, you know, just just understand like what's going on a little bit more and, and what the issue is, you know, uh, as far as like why I'm why I feel stuck and, and stuff like that, but. Um, in other parts of my life, uh, definitely self-reflection is, has been, you know, uh, a very good tool, uh, in order to get out of some of my situations. Um, and so I think it's very important for people to step back and look at themselves and see, uh, where they have gone wrong. Uh, but you know, most, most importantly, why, um, because if if they know where, um, but they don't know why, I feel like they're gonna keep continuing to to make the same mistake again. Yeah. Well, you know, at my age, you know, like you know, I'm 25, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people um, with a lot better jobs than what I have. You yeah. Know? So a process is so part of my process has been well, you know. You know, why didn't I ever, why haven't I reached that point yet? Mm-hmm. You know, what choices did I make differently? And then the other question was, well, would I have been happy if I had taken, you know, the paths that they took? Yeah. You know, because, you know, I've, I've always been more of an artist. Mm-hmm. And kind of, I kind of took the starving artist path and then, you know, basically pursued a bunch of things that, didn't, that just didn't make me a lot of money. You know, so I get into the finances, like, well, money's just not that important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that was a, a process of self-reflection for me where I was like, well, the only time I ever really worry about it is when other people bring it up. Like, to right. my, you know, for me personally, it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I know myself well enough that if, you know, I had a family, then I would go and I'd pursue those jobs and I'd make more money because I'd just make it, nece- it'd just be necessary for just my, you know, for their survival. And I would just have a duty at that point. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Well, you know, because I, I, I've answered, you know, you know, I have, you know, concerned parents that have asked me why I've followed the particular path I have in life. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, you know, my dad, you know, he, he's also an artist, but he's also, you know, he kind he put a bunch of things on the back burner for several years, and he did uh, go the other route. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I think there was, you know, probably a bit of regret there, but, but you know, that's that, that's what I noticed, you know, with in our day and age, everybody wants to be the twenty-one-year-old that makes a hundred thousand dollars a yeah. year. Yeah. And more and more people are realizing that how rare that actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't, you know, I don't even necessarily think that it's the economy. I think it's just it was something that was. Uh, shown to us so much in high school mm-hmm. that we all we all thought we were going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars by the time we got to our twenties. Yeah, you know, because that was that was a lifestyle that was sold to us for years. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. A lot of people I don't feel is really reflected on. You know, is that you know what are, you know is that the was that ever the you know, because I know people that are just insanely intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, they're doing some awesome form of engineering. Well, they should make 120 grand a year. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're doing a job that the highly specialized job that only they can do. Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm getting off topic, but no, you're good. You know, that was a. That was a thought process that I went through, you know, just a couple of years ago, where I was just like, you know, why didn't I get a degree? Yeah. It's like, oh, I hated college. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what what actually makes me happy as opposed to what other people approve of? Yeah. You know, it, it, as opposed to you know, several different you know patterns that I've had to break over the years, but that was another one. Oh well, no, I'm just happier doing this than I would have been. You know, go on this conventional route. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I also have really bad ADD, so that's that probably contributed to it. But yeah, you not wanting to go to college. Uh, no, I, I mean I wanted to go to college, yeah. but I got there and I realized it was going to be another four years of high school, and I was like, you know, <laughs> and none of the subjects that were available to me, you know, where I was at, appealed to me to want to pursue that for four years and then maybe make money off of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and my suspicions were right, you know, years later, seeing several of my friends graduate with four-year degrees and they're in the same place as me, they're just a lot more in debt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because I I was going for uh, psychology and youth ministry. Right. And those are, you know, just like an artist, those are two jobs where you're selling yourself to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, to make a living. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you know, psychology, you know, a little more solid, but youth ministry is one of those where you're selling your personality to, you know, be able to get recruited at a church and be able to teach, you know, become a teacher, basically. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I, get, I guess at the end of the, you know, when I get to the end of the road, I look at it and I go, well, you know, any of the, any of the other options or routes I would have taken from 
the point where I could have gotten there, none of those paths would have lined up and mm-hmm. made, you know, made the kind of wealth everybody expects. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yeah. Well, that, that, that's... I wonder, um, I mean, something maybe we can touch on. And maybe I'm off or, or something here, but I think it's probably interesting to say there. there's actually a point I think where self-reflection can can go too far or be negative. Uh, maybe not self-reflection itself, because if you're being objectively, that's the hard part about being self-reflective is, is being sort of objective about yourself. Yeah. But I mean, personally, I've had times, sometimes I think I'm, I'm too self-aware and too uh, it gets to the point where I kind of start being biased in a negative way where I start seeing sometimes you can, you can, you look at your faults and sometimes you can over overdo it. It gets to the point where, you know, you're looking at, you start, you can, you can kind of get into a bad place of just essentially insulting yourself uh, mm-hmm. constantly and you end up being, you can end up getting kind of insecure or because you're 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 self-examining yourself so much yeah. that you can I mean I've been at points in my life not now but I've been at points in my life with anxiety and stuff where I I'm so self-aware that I can't even interact socially uh, in a reasonable way because I'm I feel like every single thing I'm saying or doing I'm aware of and then it ends up being like that weird thing you end up getting it caught up in your head. So there's a point where it's like you almost, I mean, I don't know where that line is um, and it might be hard to tell um, for with some people, but being objective is fair, is a, is a good place to start. Like really trying to be reasonable. And that means being positive as well. That means you have to be able to, to say, to look at yourself and go, oh, okay, this is the talent I have, or this is a skill. Mm-hmm. Cause you get to a point where you're like, ah, oh, there's nothing good about me shitty person i'm a terrible friend i'm not you know and that's not actually helpful at all yeah yeah but yeah um, well, i think that, that's kind of well i was gonna say i think that um you're 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 more talking about self-loathing rather than you know um self-reflection or, or being insecure yeah, or self-pity something. too yeah, yeah self-pity um yeah. or you know having low self-esteem or whatever um, but and I, I don't necessarily I don't know if you can confuse that with self-reflection because I, I think there there comes like a there has to be a point to where you know I, I think so, self-reflection is more of being self-aware yeah. of your actions and where they take you and where they have taken you um, and yeah. stuff like that yeah, I was going to say, it's like you're almost going the route of Plato whenever you reach that point where, um, you know, you've reached that terrifying point where you're you're a horrible person and you're blaming yourself for everything. And you, Plato, you're, attribu- philosopher. you're talking about the philosopher, right? Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, he he reached this point where uh, he had a state where his thinking was total insignificance. Yeah. And he knew nothing, and nothing he observed could truly be real. He was just, you know, it was all just what he, 
Uh, and that's when you reach that extreme of you're extremely self-conscious because you're attributing yeah. all this other, you know, you know, you're attributing what you basically think is hate or blaming yourself or drawing in all this negativity and hopelessness because you've self-reflected to a point where you've, you're just, you, everything's been overanalyzed. And I, and, and, and I, yeah, and I, I think, uh, James, I think you're right. It's not necessarily, it's not the same thing necessarily, but I do think that that self-pity negative viewpoint it, it can come from starting with self-reflection because if you're in the wrong mindset yeah, and the okay. problem you have is we talked about the people who blame the universal uh it's like oh it's the universe there there it's not much different if you blame yourself because now it now here's where self-reflection if you look at self-reflection the way you should look at it which is objective but positive mm -hmm. so anything where you go okay look I, I i'm looking at myself i realize that i lie a lot Man, yeah. it seems like I just lie to people a lot for no reason. Mm -hmm. uh, you should look at it like, okay, well, how do I stop doing that, or how do I improve? As opposed to, it's that it's that Louis C.K. bit um, about being an asshole, where where he talks about there's this old bit. I think Thomas, or I think what's his name, another comedian stole it from him. But anyway, there there's this old bit where he would do where he talks about you're an asshole, and then you yeah. kind of just that you're an asshole mm -hmm. so then every so then you do asshole things but then you just go well i'm an asshole so what do you expect so it's like there yeah. you can have this thing where it's like like oh god why do i lie i'm such a liar i lie all the time mm -hmm. but then you just keep lying and then you just keep blaming yourself and it's almost like you're somehow using yourself as like a scapegoat you're like god i i'm just a terrible person mm -hmm. so i can't do anything about that i'm just a terror it's like you're looking at this way of like i'm this way and i can't change it as opposed to like real positive self-reflection should be I'm this way and I can change it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, you take even further to um, what behavior can I change that would make it easier to change it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which you know you're you're really you're really starting to get into the hippie stuff too. When if you really start going that deep, because it really is mostly just about behaviors and why we do them, mm -hmm. you know, because it is generally the behavior that is causing you to be in a certain environment or yeah perpetuate a certain pattern, you know, or a certain train of thought that you can't seem to break. Yeah, yeah, like like when you get into self pity, that could be either one. It could be you know, this, this overanalyzing everything, you know, this ultra form of self-reflection, or it can be a total lack of it, mm -hmm. where everything is everybody else's fault. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on what one of the spectrum a person is is on. I get you know, generally. Because, uh, you know, we have, the, we have people that have, uh, you know, what... Uh, what a lot of people are now calling the, the the poverty mentality, where people go out and they they blow all their all their money on a bunch of dumb stuff, or they do a bunch of impulse buys and they're always broke. Yeah. And then they sit around. And they you know they're pitying themselves instead of looking at okay, well, am I buying a bunch of dumb stuff, mm -hmm. or 
you know, am I really broke or am I just spending all my money on things I don't need? Yeah. You know, why, why am I 30 grand in debt? Mm-hmm. You know, did, did I really need to buy the, the, the speedboat that's in my backyard? You know, uh-huh. and usually when you go down that route and you start thinking, it was like, oh, I bought a bunch of dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and you see that with a lot of people that are just huge in credit card debt. Is they didn't, you know, they didn't stop to self reflect on why. Or, you know, and generally there's there's some sort of, of course, feeling of low self-esteem associated when you keep buying a bunch of expensive stuff. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm, you know that, you know, but that's going even deeper. You know, it would start with, well, you know, do, should I analyze my purchases more? Should I look at what I'm, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm buying and why I'm buying it? Yeah, yeah. You know. Because that, I mean, that's the, one of the biggest issues with, I'd say, the last two generations, ours and our parents, is mm-hmm. we were given credit cards when we were 18. Yeah. Didn't understand how they worked and go, we went, oh, unlimited money. And then yeah. we were, <laughs> by the time we were 25, we were 50 grand in debt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm not talking about just college students. Mm-hmm. You know, college students, that's a lot more understandable. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's any better of a situation to be in, but, you know, it's, you know, and then a lot of people continue to do it to the point where, um, you know, a lot of us look at, you know, friends that we have and they've always got the latest TV and they're always driving, you know, the new model of car. Yeah. It just came out, you know, the new Ford Fusion that just came out this year. Mm-hmm. And like, well, how do they always, you know, where are they getting all this money from? Well, Generally, it's dead, mm-hmm. and you know they're engaging in a harmful pattern of spending, and they haven't stopped to think about what they're doing to themselves. Yeah. You no, know, and then the you know it, it, it all inevitably comes to a head. You mm-hmm. know, we we all know where that ends because we've all seen the commercials for the lawyers that get you out of debt. So it, you know, there's a whole industry there. Yeah. When. You know, if you had a, a whole generation of people self-reflect on their needs mm-hmm. and what they can and can't afford, you know, that whole industry would go out of business. You know, it, it's really sad when you have an industry making money off of people that owe money. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same, you know, I mean, we already talked about alcoholism where it's, you know, why do, you know, after you know after you go from well what you know what environment do i put myself in or why when is it easier to not get drunk mm-hmm. you go you can go deeper and go well why do i drink what is the reason i started drinking yeah you know and just about every single one of these behaviors and cycles that people go through stems from some sort of emotional you know mm-hmm. issue that they have in themselves you know whether it be low self-esteem or some form of emotional trauma they suffer or some event, you know, usually date going all the way back to childhood. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, you can keep going deeper and deeper, but, you know, this all, you always get to a certain place based on a past feeling or behavior. And Mm -hmm. with enough self-reflection, anybody can go back and find that reason. Yeah. You know? 
And it very much is just a skill that you have to learn to master in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in order to improve your life and start, you know, start cleaning the stuff out. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, un- unfortunately, this is, you know, you know, in the short time I've been on this earth, I've, you know, what I've observed is most people don't even start developing it as a skill until, you know, on average, you know, say like 35 up, some even in their 60s, don't ever stop, you know, long enough to think about it. Mm-hmm. When it's something that could, you know, it, it's something that immediately improves your life as soon as you start doing it. You know, whether it feels good or not, you're immediately changing your patterns when you yeah. begin to self-reflect. Yeah, yeah. That's why it makes me think it's it's something like, you know, we we talk people talk a lot in sco- about how in schools, um, you know, uh, we we need to teach kids about taxes and things like that uh, in high school. Because, and I think that a lot of that's true. That is important. But I, I really think we should have there should be almost psychology type classes in you know, maybe even grade school, but two things that it seems like they don't start teaching people until they're in college is psychology and, um, critical thinking. And it's two things that I think are very important. And I think, uh, most people just don't, aren't really critical thinkers and they're not very self-reflective, or at least a lot of people aren't. And I, I don't necessarily know if you can blame them because there's, you know, how do you integrate that into someone? Um, but I, th- I wonder if, you know, it would be an interesting thing to, to, to have that as part of curriculum in public schools, just to have, have kids at a young age, you know, have people think, you know, because I think a lot of people, and, and we've all been this way at one time or another, maybe the three of us are a little more self-reflective at this point in our lives, but especially like, and not all the time uh, even, but, but uh, you know, I remember being a kid and it's like, you're kind of just thinking about the next thing that you're doing and you yeah. don't ever, you, you kind of are just doing things because that's what you're supposed to do and that's how you do them. And you never really stop and go, why am I doing things the way? Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of hard because there's a, there's a sort of pessimism in me that makes me think, well, maybe most people are just going to be that way. Right. But I guess. If, we, if at a young age, parents, uh, you know, it's like Evan mentioned his parents uh, were kind of self-reflective or at least taught him that way a little bit. It's like if, if parents or schools could kind of, you know, get kids to just th- be not even self-reflective in the sense of like, I need to change, but even just as a start, just being self-aware, like sort of being like, okay. I'm a person and I'm doing these things. And why am I doing these things? Yeah. Yeah. Being, being, being self-aware about, yeah, about your actions. Yeah. Well, Mm. it it is true that, you know, when you really think about it, it is almost, um, you call it family, you know, it it runs in a family when you see a lot of self-reflection somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's almost always something that is, you know, not not part of formal education, but something that is taught through seeing other people practice it. Usually that's how that's how most people learn it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are, you know, I have seen, you know, most of the time that I've actually seen people pick it up have been um, through, you know, people that have gone through, say, uh, a, a, a a public speaker like Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. 
where they went there to learn how to make money and then they realized, you know, which, you know, he has sold products in different systems in the past, but most of the time you go to one of his rallies, yeah. he runs you through an entire self, a series of self-reflective processes and actually makes you think about, you know, just not just your financial life, but your personal life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons I admire him is how much he goes, well, what is your standard? What makes you happy? And what do you focus on? Yeah. You know, what, what, is your, what are your focuses in life? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, uh, I, I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, I, I see it happen a lot in church, too. People with no self-reflection, they go there mm-hmm. and... It's you know at the core that's something that is very much taught when you go to church and you yeah decide that you want to become a Christian or you you know mm-hmm. because one of the things they ask you is well why do you want to do it yeah you know and then you know what aspects of your life can you change and improve on mm-hmm. you know now they're using you know now the, the common nomenclature you know involves sin and mm-hmm. blessings and your relationship with God and, yeah. Um, but, you know, at the core of it, you're being forced to ask yourself questions and self-reflect. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, and, of course, you know, the reason I have more experience there is, of course, you know, I do have a Christian background. So I've seen this time and time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is one of, you know, it is one of the most mind-blowing things for some people when they're introduced to self-reflection. Yeah. You know, you, you see the light switch come on and then... You almost can't stop after the after. You know, if you're someone that's over the age of, I'd say about twelve. You know, you're in your adolescence and older, mm-hmm. and you've never encountered it. You, I mean, you can just see the see the uh, the switch flip in a person's mind where they just go, oh, yeah, and then they just rocket through, and they're just their entire behavior changes mm-hmm. just with that, that first seed of self-reflection. Right. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I would even say, you know, there are people that are, are just in the beginning of learning how to reflect on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a word of encouragement would be just because you do end up going down that pattern again, doesn't mean that you're not improving yourself because it means now you're aware of it. Right. You know, and it could very well be the last time because now you you can sit and identify every step that you've gone through because mm-hmm. you're now you're actually watching it happen in real time instead of getting to the end of it and wondering, you know, where it all went wrong. Yeah. Because you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. You know, because there there are people that go on that self improvement journey and they go, oh well, I guess I can't because I just did it again. I can't mm-hmm. stop. So, no, now you recognize it even better. Right. You know, find the very you know find the very beginning of where it all started, and just don't do the first thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that first step was. Right. You know. You know, and it, it it's simple, but it's not always easy. No. <laughs> you know, because because that that temptation is going to keep drawing you in. To, you know, it's like. Yeah. You know, you you may be someone that's you know recovered from a porn addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's that once, you know, that you're on that line. You're like, well, it's like maybe I can go this far over the line. And then you're back, you know, into full on porn addiction again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we, we were we were talking about that in church uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, where it's like, you know, I'm not, you know, I won't go to that website. And it's like, mm. well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll go to that website, but only watch these videos. Yeah. And then you're in a place where you're watching even more hardcore stuff than you were when, <laughs> you know, you try to stop before. You're like, how the hell yeah. did I get here? Yeah, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. you know, which, you know, actually, I think porn is almost a better example than alcoholism. You know, because alcoholism is very much, as soon as you start, you're going down the road. Uh, when it comes to porn, you're literally progressing. And, you know, you have a chance to stop yourself at any point along the way. And it yeah. just keeps, you know. Which, mm. of course, that's another addiction that, you know, where you escalate to harder and harder stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that... uh find themselves getting into illegal stuff like child pornography and they started on you know something completely soft before yeah mm -hmm. so you know most you know most uh, patterns uh get to the point where as you repeat them they get worse mm -hmm. you know so the end game is actually worse than it was the first time yeah so yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, that's if if I had one thing to say, if someone was going, you know, going through harmful patterns, I would say find the first behavior and don't do it. Because mm -hmm. yeah. you may not, you know, and a lot of people don't recognize what what it is, and they recognize at some point in the middle that they're going down that road. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's still okay as long as you're able to stop yourself. But if that midpoint is a point of temptation that's still too great for you. You know, mm -hmm. you're probably going to end up finishing out the cycle and you got to go, okay, where did it start? Yeah. You know, it's almost, it's almost never where you first think it starts. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's usually some seed there that you just haven't recognized your whole life or the whole time you've been engaging in it. And mm -hmm. it's not just like, Oh, wait a minute. This is familiar. Yeah. You know, you eventually reach that point where it's like, I isn't this where this started? And then, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I, you I know, know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I know women that have uh, been in several abusive relationships. Yes. And before, you know, they were just attracted to that kind of guy, and they reached a point where they could spot a red flag from across the room and completely avoid the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After they've. You know, so, you know, there's always hope. You know? Yes. Yeah. There... <laughs> yeah, it's there's like, always they, hope. Uh, yeah, they, they just they just look at the guy and they go, oh, that's an abusive asshole. And they turn around and walk away. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I got you. So, so. it's it, it it's definitely um, man, when it comes when it comes to that stuff, like uh, abusive uh, relationships like that um, and women not leaving that I, I don't know I feel like that's that's kind of another topic but um, that's always that's always been uh, pretty interesting to me but it is it's it is good that after they understand the you know the pattern they they can they can recognize it and um, I know that how beneficial that that could be um, in the end yeah yeah 
Well, I, I know, you know, Matt mentioned earlier that we seem, when we get into this self-improvement stuff, we almost always end up finding our way to relationships, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I think the reason why is because that's such a big part of your life. You yeah. Know? Uh, I don't remember who said it, but, the, you know, they say the quality of your life is determined by your relationships. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. That's one of the things you hurt the most when you can't self-reflect. And, it's you know, it's not just romantic, it's just you really start hurting people around you mm. you know and you know but just about any time you're improving your life you will find yourself improving your relationships right you know and even inspiring getting other people around you to improve their their own lives mm-hmm. yeah you know, and yeah and that you know i feel the fundamental of helping other people improve themselves is spreading this, that seed of self-reflection where they can just oh look inward and go hey i have it in me to accomplish this in my life mm-hmm. you know yeah you know you inspire people to pursue something mm-hmm. well they're going to reach a you're going to reach a plateau where they have to stop and self-reflect and then that's when everything usually starts to take off for people yeah you know um, you know everything from high school dropouts to you know, professional athletes that you know weren't making. You know, they weren't getting the wins they wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, where did I go wrong? Why am I backsliding? Yeah, it almost it has always come down to a moment of self-reflection, and having the determination to reflect enough to find where you need to improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> And then following through with, with that. Yeah, I mean, there's always yeah, action is always required. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, you know, like I said with uh, the Law of Attraction podcast, inspired yes. action is, you know, always a requirement to actually get what you want. Mm. You know, get get the results that you want. Um, sitting around thinking about it only does so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, right. Anyway, any thoughts, Mr. Pulaski? Or? Um, I mean, I don't know if I have much more to add to that. Um, I think, uh, well, is it actually, how long have we been casting here? I don't know, actually. Seems like, uh, I think it's been an hour. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's been flying by. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's all my material for the night. So. Okay. Well, maybe we can do closing remarks or something. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> no, I really, I really enjoyed uh, uh, the topic, and I definitely understand how important it is. Um, and I also, for whatever reason, it reminded me a lot of what you were talking about with the, the law of attraction. Um, because, and I, I don't know if I completely understand the law of attraction uh, or like how to explain it, but you know, I feel like um, it is, it's, it's kind of like the going through the routinely, you know, uh, the routines of life, uh, I guess, so to speak, and then being able to to you know self um, 
self-reflect and, and, you know, um, think about how to change uh, your, um, your surroundings and, and, and stuff like that as far as, like, you know, the, the stuff that you have to deal with and why you're, you know, constantly um, in contact with people, I guess, that you feel are, are negative uh, to you or, or something like that. So, um, but yeah, th this is uh, really cool to think about and then um, uh, really interesting to, um, you know, it, it's obviously very, uh, very good to, to apply to your life, but I, I love how it ties into the, the, the law of attraction thing. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it's an interesting connection. Um, I, man, just us talking about it, this podcast, it's like, you know, self-reflection. It's, it's, oh, it's been something that's been very important, like just specifically for me in the last couple of years, it's been something that has been really important is really being able to, uh, I identify, identify problems and patterns of behaviors and patterns and behaviors and what my my issues are in certain places and then trying to figure out the best way to correct them mm -hmm. but it, it makes me think uh you know as like i said as we've been talking about it, it really makes me realize how this kind of self-awareness and self-reflection is ends up being like such a fundamental thing because i mean you look at like for instance people are so tribal but i, I noticed the people who are more self-reflective uh are less tribal they're they're more objective and critical thinkers yeah and it, yeah. it's it is interesting because the same type of person who you feel like is just kind of going through life and it's just the next thing and they just kind of do things is also the same type of person who might be like insanely politically tribal or religiously tribal or something it's like because they can't, they don't really ever stop to think like, what do I think? Or why am I, why do I think this? Or what am I doing? Mm -hmm. um, it, it ends up being like this thing of just, just kind of doing things because yeah. that's what yeah. people do. Um, and I think that in a way that not, in a way not being self-reflective is easier. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easier to not address problems. It's easier to blame everything else. It's easier but it's also a good way for you to not be happy. So yeah. it's like you, you have to kind of, it's going to be, it takes a little bit of a work to improve yourself and mm -hmm. to be able to examine yourself that way. Right. But it's worth it because, you know, easy doesn't necessarily mean good. Right. But anyway, it's, I, it's, 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 it's a lot that I'm going to be thinking about now uh, just because it's interesting to me, uh, the connection I was kind of making with, with it is, is how fundamental uh it is you know it kind of ties in with critical thinking a lot um yeah and yeah so it kind of makes me wonder if maybe it is something that we should be teaching in schools or i know it's something definitely like if i end up having kids one day it's something that i'm gonna have to talk to my kids about which i hadn't thought about till now but it's just like it makes me realize it's really a fundamental uh kind of learning tool that yeah that have so mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely All right. Well, you know, I, I guess to close it out, I would just say that self-reflection is the foundation and key to all self-improvement in your life. And 
you know, just by asking yourself the right questions, you, you know, you can learn to improve any key area of your life that you, that you want, you know, it may not make you a million dollars, but it'll make you a happier person. So if you're, you know, if you're struggling with a particular pattern or behavior, you know, or if you're just generally, un, you know, generally unhappy, in general, asking yourself the right questions can put you on the path to uh, leading, you know, just leading a better life and improving your relationship with other people. So that's just something to think about. Uh, I guess I'll let you go. This has been Three's a Podcast. All right. Fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate that, Evan. And uh, I love the topic. Uh, did you want to go ahead and uh, plug yourself? Uh, well, um, I, say I, I, haven't, I haven't officially launched yet, but I am uh, launching a new uh, coaching platform called Rita Mindfulness. So look for me on uh, Facebook and Instagram in the near future. Okay, cool, cool, fantastic. And uh, everyone watching us on uh, BitChute, um, I really appreciate it. And uh, it's, it's, it's good to know that there's, there's people on that, that good platform. Um, everyone watching us on YouTube, uh, I really appreciate it all, uh, as well. Uh, just to let you know though, we, we do upload the BitChute uh, first and then we'll upload to, to YouTube. So uh, check us out on there for, uh, for uploads. And then uh, make sure and, and comment if you got any questions or anything about the upcoming topics, then uh, just let us know and um, we'll, we'll let you know um, all of the upcoming topics and stuff on our, on our Facebook page. And all the links will be in the description. Thanks for watching.